106.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm Agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, First Bank, Fat Willie Sports Bar on River Rock Boulevard in Murfreesboro, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, and the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tansel and My Team Insurance, Steve Record with RAI Advisors, and Rayburn Insurance in Smyrna. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Welcome. Welcome into All Sports Talk for this Wednesday. Glad that you're with us. We've got a great show for you. We've got a couple of athletic directors on both sides of the spectrum. Chris Harris, AD for the Rutherford County School System, will join me just shortly after this first break. We're going to talk not, not only about Rutherford County sports and athletics here, but talk about the Kentucky game of 1982. Chris was the starting uh, center for that team that uh, upset Kentucky 50-44 in Vander- at Vanderbilt Memorial Gymnasium. And we'll talk to him about that and other things going on. And then Chris Massaro will join us after the the Blue Raider Insider Report to talk about the uh, coaching change at Midland football and uh, a little bit uh, about uh, women's basketball and academics and and all things uh, Blue Raiders. Glad that you're with us today. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Chris Harris, Athletic Director for Rutherford County Schools. You're listening to All Sports Talk. Hey, it's Scott. When it comes to health, there are numbers that every man needs to know, including your testosterone number. I recommend Low T Center, where they make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only 25 bucks. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll get your results in about 25 minutes. Low T levels can make you feel tired and grumpy. They can cause a lack of motivation and drive. It can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com right now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Where is the best barbecue in town? In 1920, East Main. The best barbecue for miles around is in 1920, East Main. You can buy it by the pound, sandwich, platter, or plate. No matter what you choose, it will taste great. You can come with a friend by yourself or with a date. Just lick the pig barbecue. Barbecue pork, beef or chicken, Brunswick stew, great sides, lunch specials, down-home atmosphere, and they cater. Slick pig barbecue. It's the best. Hello friends, Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. More than I can count, we have taken care of families who were totally caught off guard with the passing of a loved one. There are so many details to tie up, it really can be overwhelming. Again, more than I can count are the comments from families who have pre-planned and pre-funded their or their loved one's funeral saying, I'm so thankful we took care of this ahead of time. It would have been a financial hardship had we not. Let me help you pre-plan. Call me at 615-893-2422. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. Okay, if you're looking to wind down after a hard day's work or enjoy a night out with your friends, let me suggest Fat Willie's Sports Bar and Grill located on River Rock Boulevard. Fat Willie's features nine regulation pool tables, steel tip darts, and buzz time trivia and poker. The beer prices are excellent and they have a huge selection as well as five craft beers on tap daily. Fat Willie's also has your favorite bar foods. Live trivia is held every Tuesday night and pool tournaments are held throughout the week. So if you're looking for a cozy and affordable sports bar with all the amenities, be sure to check out Fat Willie's on River Rock Boulevard next to the Animal Center. 
All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Morning, Tim. Chris, good morning. How are you doing? Doing fine. How are you doing? Not bad. How are things at the office today? Always busy, especially toward the end of the semester. Always busy. I can't imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you doing this. I had uh, someone that, that kind of pulled out. I thought I, I meant to get you on sometime earlier and just uh, ho- hope that you'd be available and it worked out great. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem at all. All right, we got about uh, 15 minutes or so, something like that. Uh, you know, I'm not going to throw you any curveballs, so it ought to be pretty simple. Okay. Ready to roll? Yeah, sure. All right. Welcome back into All Sports Talk on this Wednesday afternoon. Glad to be joined now by Chris Harris, the athletic director for Rutherford County Schools and uh, basketball player extraordinaire. Chris, welcome in. Oh, glad to be here, Tim. Let's let's go back first of all, Chris, to your your history. There's not a lot of people like myself that remember back to 1982 when Middle Tennessee shocked the world by beating University of Kentucky at Vanderbilt. I was there for it, and uh, that has to be something that sticks out in your memory as well. Well, it always it always does, and and uh, I still I run into a lot of people in the area, especially at MTSU, and even here at the central office still. Who were around back then? They still remember uh, that time period. It was just just a real exciting time for Middle Tennessee supporters, and uh, it was just a, a a great win, a great atmosphere, and um, just to have the uh, a, a team from our area and our small conference, Ohio Valley Conference, to be able to knock off somebody as powerful as the Kentucky Wildcats, which no one expected at that time, 1982. Well, take me back to the locker room before the game. Chris Harris is 6'5", for those that don't know, which is a pretty good-sized man. But to, to take on the uh, Giants that Kentucky had, what was your thoughts in, when Coach Simpson was telling you, Jerry, uh, Chris, get in there and knock these guys around? Well, I'm going to tell you, it was uh, – we, uh, back in those days, you know, we didn't have social media. So we always – when we were, uh, weren't playing, we were always watching – the SEC and watching those other teams, but we never thought we'd have a chance to play against guys of that caliber. I mean, we were just kind of watching, playing what we were. Uh, we were involved in our games day to day. Sure. And we didn't think those guys were out of our league, but we just never thought we had a chance. So it was uh, to play them. And those guys were well-known. They were famous. They were on TV all the time. We weren't. <laughs> so uh, it was uh, – it was kind of a little bit of a shock uh, to say that to go against somebody like Melvin Turpin, who's six eleven, you know, of that size and stature. Uh, I knew I had to be on my best performance, but I couldn't do it by myself. So we had a, a, a good game plan of people who were going to help me a lot uh, to try to help stop him. Uh... 14 points in the second half for Kentucky. That's, that's unheard of. And as you mentioned, they're on the, all the time. There's very few programs, if any, programs that uh, have the elite stature that Kentucky has. North Carolina probably. Kansas fit in that category. But uh, to hold Kentucky to 14 points in the second half, uh, just unbelievable, really. Well, we had a group of seniors who bought into everything Coach Simpson was trying to get us to do with the game plan. And we had rehearsed it, gone over it, practiced it. And uh, all of the players were on the same page defensively. Uh, we knew where we were supposed to be. We communicated throughout the entire game. Uh, we made sure that Turpin was going to the to his weak side every time. And whenever he went to his weak spot or weak side to try to shoot, he either traveled or Buck Haley came flying out of there to block a shot. And he got very frustrated. And that was what we were trying to do. And then we got him in foul trouble and that kind of, help even the odds a little bit for us. When I look at the lineup, looking back, uh, General Master was the shooting guard for Kentucky, but I really think Jerry Campbell for us was better. Uh, Jerry Beck was a, a tremendous player, as good as anybody on the floor for sure. Pancake Perry did a great job of point guard. 
the, the real matchup key, as you mentioned, was you and Melvin Turpin because of the size differential. Uh, uh, the one thing you could do before, and I guess you still do a little bit of it, you can jump out of the gym, and, and that's, but at the same time, six or seven inches, and, he, and you gave up a lot of poundage, too. Turpin's a big boy. Yeah, he was extremely physical, and uh, he was. Uh, that's what got him in foul trouble. You know, he. Uh, I guess some of those fouls today may have been. Uh, uh, I don't say unsportsman, but they would have been some very. Uh, the fouls that may have gotten him a technical. I don't know today, but he was very <laughs> frustrated, angry that he couldn't get to the spots that he wanted to get to. But again, the the whole thing was that we were a team uh, that was helping each other. That we really bought into the game plan and uh, there was no selfishness. We were playing together as a unit defensively. We were all on the same page, cohesive, talking to each other throughout the entire game. And uh, that's what we, why we were able to shut them down uh, the second half. You don't really see that as much today. I'm not saying you don't, but it's hard to find uh, uh, young people that a lot of times that will buy in defensively that way. Chris, you were coaching Siegel High School for a while, and uh, but share, share your story of how you made it to, to Murfreesboro and Middle Tennessee State, and, and uh, stayed here as a as a teacher, coach, uh, and now athletic director for the school system. Well, actually, uh, when I left, graduated from MTSU, I actually went into the restaurant and retail industry. I was an assistant manager at Cracker Barrel in uh, Opryland, and. and uh, on uh, Long Hollow Pike, not Long Hollow, in uh, at Mc, up near McGavick at the Opera Hand, Music Valley. That's where I yeah. was. Yeah. For my first job as an assistant manager, and uh, I was in the re- restaurant retail business for eight years, and I I had my second child. And I, by that time, I was living in Gallatin and driving to Bowling Green at the Red Lobster, and so I was driving a long ways. And I was uh, my wife was working in Nashville in uh, sales. And then we decided after my daughter was born, I was going to go back to school, get my teaching, get my teaching license. I finished. I got a major in history, and then I decided to, uh, to go into education. And that's how I ended up not, uh, ended up uh, moving to Smyrna. And uh, and so I got my first teaching job actually at Gallatin High School, but I was living in Smyrna, and that's what got me to. Uh, I met. Uh, Coach Billy Mooney, when we were in that district, mm-hmm. uh, that old district with uh, Gallatin and uh, Smyrna and all those. But anyway, that's how I, I met uh, Coach Mooney at the rec, uh, rec the park uh, in Smyrna. Our kids were playing t-ball and stuff. And that's how I ended up getting it. He had a position open as a freshman basketball and assistant coach. And I said, yeah, I'd like the MCS would I be interested? That's how I got to Smyrna because I wanted to stop driving to Galveston from Smyrna. <laughs> so that's how I ended up here in Rutherford County. And uh, Mr. Rakes, uh, I worked at Smyrna High School for five years. I moved to Murfreesboro and uh, eventually went to Riverdale, uh, was there for three. And then I got the head coaching job at Holloway. And then uh, I got the job at Spiegel uh, back in 03. And that's how I ended up at Siegel High School. Well, that those days were when I was at Oakland, and I, I can tell you that the battles the first two or three, four years at Oakland and Siegel were open, and boys basketball were, were monumental. I mean, the crowds were huge. And, uh, frankly, Kenny Nolan and myself were, were, were concerned about crowd control because the students were really into it. Well, I've, I haven't seen any. Well, I'm sure there's been some, but – that time period, I guess probably the Riverdale Oakland crowd of, uh, when I was there, but I hadn't seen in a while the passion of uh, the way those fans were back then. Uh, the gyms, both ways, and the fans who traveled, uh, the crowds who were traveling uh, for all the basketball teams. I mean, Blackman, Oakland, uh, those fan supports back in that time period, it was just phenomenal. I hadn't seen anything. They had the group champs, and it, it was just, I don't know. I hadn't seen anything like that. Uh, I'm sure at some point we'll get that back, but I, that crowd in the time period between Siegel and Oakland was just phenomenal. Uh, I hadn't seen anything like it. Visiting with Chris Harris, uh, athletic director for Rutherford County Schools. Let's, let's talk about your current position, uh, Chris. 
share with everyone really what your role is and, and, and what you do on a day-to-day basis. Well, a lot of what I do is to uh, make sure that we have our coaches or everyone that's uh, coaching our kids, are they're in compliance. And I have some outstanding athletic directors at our middle schools and high schools that are making sure that that occurs. Uh, we have a lot of procedures that have to be followed, the TWSAA guidelines uh, that are uh, – you have to make sure they're in compliance with schedules and things of that sort. And we also, uh, you know, there's a lot of planning that goes on into uh, making sure that kids are, uh, um, you know, they have all their physicals, that they're uh, they're playing in the correct sports. They're, we have a platform called Final Forms now that all our uh, parents are should be aware of, that uh, they have to load all their paperwork in to make sure that's correct. And it's a lot of uh, uh, you, uh, to, make, uh, to, to try to expand our sports, make sure parents are aware of the sports that are coming up the season. There are a lot of phone calls uh, parents ask about homeschool uh, uh, transfers from one thing, one sp- uh, sport to another or one school to another. There are a lot of things that I have to deal with uh, to help assist parents in uh, making sure that their kids – are either in the right sport or being able to answer their questions about TWSLA questions and things of that nature. So it's just an ongoing, constant issue. And especially now at the end of the semester, uh, a lot of parents are either moving or they're uh, getting ready for the second semester of spring sports. It's just, uh, you know, the phone's always ringing right now uh, at this point. So it's uh, it never ends. And uh, trying to go out and visit all the teams, watch the kids play, which is what I really enjoy doing. Uh, and uh, we've got some tremendous athletes and coaches out there. Uh, Rutherford County, you know, I, it's, it's exceptional. Uh, we're known throughout the state, uh, obviously, for our coaches and our kids. So it's, uh, it's just a lot going on every day. I assume the most controversial thing that you sometimes have to face with phone calls and so forth is the eligibility. Uh, who's eligible to what school and, and, and uh, what you can do to, to, to transfer legally and, and that kind of thing. And, and, of course, at the broader space, now that you've got home schools to deal with, virtual schools to deal with, uh, charter schools to deal with, it's a very complicated deal. Yes, it is. And, uh, it's, and sometimes, you know, it's just because parents don't know uh, and it's no fault of their own. And, and I'm going to tell you, I don't know all the answers myself. So that's sure. why I have to have to call the TWSAA. I email them to get information uh, because sometimes the rules are changing. And uh, But a lot of it has to do with, you know, when you're coming from, uh, especially if you have your kids involved in youth sports, uh, rec leagues and things of that nature, uh, sometimes parents, um, they – think that, you know, the public schools, they work the same way. So, you know, if I'm in a rec league, uh, I may have my child playing over here uh, at the sports com, and, you know, now I've got kids over here at, uh, at this different league over here in Smyrna or something, and I can just move them around. And that's true for that. But when you're dealing with public schools, that's not how it works. Uh, you have to there are a lot of procedures, a lot of things have to be followed, rules have to be followed, and it's not you're not able just to pull your kid out and just go from one point to another. And that's what sometimes it's hard for parents to understand that, that schools are responsible for your children wherever they are. Uh, <laughs> sometimes that's uh, hard to explain, but, it, you know, most of the parents, they understand. That's, a, that's another thing. I have to be very complimentary of our parents in Rutherford County because they really support their kids and they support their programs and they're passionate about all our sports. So I'm really appreciative of how our, our parents are supporting our kids. Pretty quick answer to this, Chris. Uh, approximately how many schools and, and kids are we talking about participating in Rutherford County school athletics? Oh, there's probably about there's 24 schools when you count uh, high school and middle and over 10,000 athletes. Oh. You know, so it's it's, it's over ten thousand and uh, over a thousand, close to a thousand coaches. So we're talking about 
you know, it's not a big staff here at the central office. We're talking about <laughs> dealing with athletics. So it's a, uh, it's a lot. And uh, that's why I have to depend on the athletic directors at the schools. The And I have a guy, Brad Rowling, who's been an outstanding help. Uh, he handles athletic training coordinators. Uh, he also helps me with athletics. So uh, I'm dependent on him as well. So between the two of us and having to depend on uh, the platform, final forms, and depend on our, our ADs, athletic directors, we couldn't get it done without them. Uh, so it's, and of course, the support obviously up here from Dr. Sullivan and all the uh, staff here at the central office. It's a, it's a joint effort, combined effort uh, to get all this done because one person could not do this. Well, I get good reviews on what you're doing, Chris. And uh, the, the main thing I'm sure you want to do is make sure you don't have any headlines in the paper. Oh, yeah. They got to be good. <laughs> all right, Chris, I appreciate it very much. Chris Harris. Rutherford County Schools Athletic Director, Chris, thanks for being with us, and uh, happy holidays. Same to you, Tim. Have a good one. All right. That's Chris Harris, a really good guy doing a super job. Let's take a break. When we come back, Chris, uh, Chip Walters will have our Blue Raider Inside Report right here on All Sports Talk. Chris, you still there? Listen each weekday morning at 9 o'clock for the roundtable here on News Radio WGNS. Interesting hosts and guests with the news, views, politics, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County here on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. It remains pretty heavy on the South Loop, the West Loop. Watching it build even more now on 65 down into Brentwood, Franklin, down through Williamson County. I know it's still taking some getting used to with several streets and roads that remain closed and blocked off from the tornado damage in Madison, Hendersonville, up through parts of Sumner County. It's busy now, but it's moving I-40 East out past the airport on into Wilson County. 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee called Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. Check them out online at Tomahawk Crane. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. If you're not waking up to the wake-up crew, here's what you've been missing. You had a day off in... Yeah. <laughs> Don't miss the wake-up crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Mr. Haney, Here on News Radio WGNS. When Rutherford Countyans think of insurance professionals, they think Rayburn Insurance Agency at 200 South Lowry in Smyrna, meeting the needs of thousands of customers since 1973. You can trust Rayburn Insurance with all your needs, a place where customer service really matters. It's personal with Rayburn Insurance, as fans of local sports, as friends, and as insurance professionals. Check them out at Rayburn.net or call 615-459-4145. Rayburn Insurance, for business, auto, home, and life insurance. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. Next on WGNS and All Sports Talk, it's the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters of Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates, brought to you by Rayburn Insurance, REI Advisors, and My Team Insurance. The report coming up after this. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance? Let the team at My Team Insurance help, a true independent insurance agency that represents you in protecting your home, your cars, your business, your life, and your health. Call My Team Insurance today, 895-4201. That's 895-4201. Proud to be sponsoring the Blue Raiders and proud to say, let's go Blue. 
All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Today marks a sad anniversary in the history of Blue Raider athletics. It was 46 years ago today that the University of Evansville basketball team was making its way to Murfreesboro for a game to be played on December 14th. But their plane leaving Evansville was only in the air about 90 seconds before it crashed on the banks of the Ohio River and all 29 people were killed on board. The next night at the game time, instead of a game, there was a memorial service at uh, Murphy Center. But uh, forevermore, Middle Tennessee and Evansville will be linked due to that tragic event. But it is a a sad day, but a day to remember uh, a a team that had won uh, five Division II national championships before making their way into the Division I ranks. But uh, certainly a sad day, but we remember them fondly and remember them well for uh, what very well could have been. All right, to some things that are much more uh, exciting and happy. Uh, Middle Tennessee volleyball player Kayla Henley has signed a pro contract with Club CAV Esquimo in Spain. She did that earlier today. Henley has been a five-year starter for the Blue Raiders. The Little River, South Carolina native became just the fourth Blue Raider in the 25-point era to reach 1,000 career kills and is ranked third in the 25-point era and eighth all-time in career kills. So congratulations to Kayla Henley. She is signed to play professional volleyball. All right, now let's turn to women's tennis. Santa Garacani was named the Conference USA November Athlete of the Month. That came yesterday afternoon. Garacani completed the CSUN Fall Invite in Los Angeles on day two. The sophomore defeated Sasha Turkmack. Uh, 6463 in the final day of competition, she went two for two. Garakani and Eloise Swarbrick picked up uh, a 7 6 win against Carolina and Emily Fowler of UC Irvine. So, congratulations as well to Sarah Garakani. Earlier this week, it was uh, named that Jalen Gregory of Lafayette, Tennessee, and Middle Tennessee. Uh, was named one of the players of the week, the Ann Myers-Drysdale USBWA National Players of the Week for her efforts in wins over Tennessee and Tennessee Tech. Looking at the Women's Basketball Conference schedule for the weekend, starting tonight, Radford's at Liberty, tomorrow FIU at FAU, and SMU will be at Louisiana Tech. On Saturday, Liberty at Richmond, Alcorn State at Tech, Utah Valley at New Mexico State, and UT Arlington at Sam Houston. The uh, Lady Raiders will play on Sunday against Stephen F. Austin at 2 o'clock, while Jacksonville State will be hosting Coastal Carolina. As the far as the men's schedule is concerned, Coming up tonight, FIU at FAU and Boca Raton. Tennessee State plays at Liberty. Tomorrow, Jack State is at Wisconsin. Friday, Texas State at Sam Houston. New Mexico at New Mexico State. And on Saturday, St. Andrews at Liberty. Austin P at Western. Trinity College at FIU. And Louisiana Tech will play at St. Louis. The Blue Raiders will play again on November or December the 19th, I should say. That will be next Wednesday or Tuesday night uh, at St. Mary's in Moraga, California. All right, that's it for today. We'll have more updates for you coming up tomorrow. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. On 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Play up, man, Cole. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the big blue in the borough. News Radio WGNS.
Hi, this is Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family and need to upsize? Are you an empty nester now and need to downsize? Are you thinking of selling your current home but just worried you can't find something else? Well, it's time to choose Chip. I'm looking to be your trusted advisor in real estate. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Okay. All right. Uh, let's get back in three, two, one. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Thanks to Chip Walter for that great report. We're now with the athletic director at Middle Tennessee State University. Been there a while, Chris Massaro. Chris, uh, I'm sure in some ways it's uh, been a tough two weeks for you. At the same time, it's an exciting two weeks for, for Middle Tennessee football and, and athletics in general. Yeah, it, it has been. It's uh, been exhilarating and and uh, I, I'm very confident that uh, we're putting the steps in place to, to, for us to enjoy more success. Uh, so, so that's what excites me the most is, is kind of what's happening kind of all around our football program. Well, I want to not let everybody get started in midstream. As for those that are not aware, I can't imagine anybody listening in that maybe not be that uh, Middle Tennessee made a coaching change, Coach Rick Stockstall, after 18 years. Will no longer be the coach. Derek Mason was hired and uh, has been on the job, I guess, about a week, Chris. And uh, the one thing that uh, I think we all are interested to know is, is what was it about Derek Mason and uh, that that stuck out and, and said, "This is our guy." Yeah, and I think there's several things that, that uh, stuck out as uh, you know, as obviously his track record. And you, you look and. He's he's nationally re, regarded as one of the best defensive coordinators in in college football, you know. And so so you look at that, and you look at his depth of experience from the NFL to 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 Harbaugh's uh, defensive coordinator when they're having a great run at Stanford. Then obviously, you know, he's had head coaching experience in the SEC at Vanderbilt, and then kind of post Vanderbilt, what he did. Uh, with Auburn and Oklahoma State, so he's been around a couple of really good offensive minds uh, at both those places with Brian Harson at uh, at Auburn, and I know it didn't work out there for Brian, but you know he's still regarded as a top offensive mind. And then you know being around Mike Gundy, who's lasted a long time at Oklahoma State, and and offensively, you know he's an offensive coach, so. Uh, and then last year, Derek sat out, you know, and kind of did some television and really went behind the scenes and looked and studied and, and those kind of things, that, given that kind of opportunity. And, and so I was really impressed with the, his post-Vanderbilt stuff. But And then his personality, his willingness to engage people, because uh, I, I think that's part of what we need as a, as a department is this connection to our football program. So I want people... In, in our listening audience right now to, to think of us as our team, not MTSU's team, you know, and, and so we need to make that transition. And I think Derek's uh, personality will help us make that transition. I communicated to you, Chris, as I'm sure several others did, that uh, Rick Stockstall's an outstanding man, an outstanding coach, and did, uh, is well-respected for what he did at 18 years. But it's become increasingly uh, uh, obvious, I think, that, so new energy was needed for the program, and uh, as much as we love stock and still do, uh, it's it's exciting to see uh, maybe a fresh start. Yeah, and I think that was it. I mean, uh, stock did some really great things, you know, and, and, and I think that uh, there, there was a stock fatigue, that, that you know, that was within our community, you know, and, and so it just made each year kind of tougher and tougher. You know, and, and so uh, there, there was an, a, and it grew every year, an element of our fan base was wanting really a change in that position. And, and I, I think that got more difficult to deal with, you know, as his windows of opportunity. So we lose a conference game and, and then, you know, the, the 
all, you know, there, there's everybody that wants immediate change, even though you can still have a good season kind of thing. So I, I think that got, uh, that, that was, became more and more difficult every year to deal with. And it became apparent too, that, that, uh, in my view, we needed some fresh eyes to look at our program. And, and I, I want to be really clear is that, that some, some of the areas I think we failed coach stock on some of the infrastructures that we probably needed to have in place, like, yeah, that I would have liked to have seen him coach in this new building because he's been yeah. handicapped with facilities. Uh, we need to, to invest more in our infrastructure, like in nutrition and uh, in our in, in our uh, recruiting. Uh, maybe we need another person in our uh, player personnel office and, and those kind of things. So uh, it's not just a change of, of leadership that we're doing a top-down approach to our entire football program to make sure we don't repeat the same mistakes as Lou Holtz said, you know, like to fix a flat tire, you just don't, you don't change the bus driver. You got to fix the flat. So if we have a flat tire in our, our football program, uh, A, I think that we need to address that and then B, uh, a new, new bus driver that can give us some GPS coordinates to to uh, to get where we want to go, which is to win the championships and be in the CFP. You were very clear in your press conference and and and, and other conversations that I've heard that that just changing the coach is not going to do it. We got to change some other things. And 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 I know you to be a meticulous uh, oriented person. Uh, what kinds of changes you've identified? Maybe some or other, but what kind of things that do you see is necessary to give Coach Mason a chance to, for a great success? Yeah, and I, I think that part of it is, you know, like our, our salary structure, like assistant coaches' salary pool. So, so we we've raised it to, to accommodate them. So, I think that now he's given the resources to go out and hire a staff of his choice, you know, and and, and that kind of thing. So, I think that's really important, you know, as you look at kind of what what happened with Derek at at Vanderbilt, and we, we examined his record there awfully, you know, very carefully because so, those are fair questions. Uh, you know, and, and uh, he had to fire his first two coordinators, you know, his two coordinators after his first year, you know, and, and so I think he's learned from that. Uh, we're trying to give him enough resources so, so that he can hire the people that he's comfortable with uh, so, so we don't we don't have to repeat that maybe mistake that was made at Vandy. So I, I think that's number one is is to uh, make sure we get a, a quality staff in here. And, and you know, one of the things about our jobs, Tim, is you always feel like you're behind. You, you know, no matter what you do, sure. you can win a championship, and you feel like you're still behind. And uh, and that's normally a good thing, but when it comes to key decision making, that's going to last two three years. You, you want to make sure you, you're acting, uh, you know, with, with authority and with with presence and uh, and with a good decision making frame of mind. That it's not hurried, it's not emotional. Uh, those kind of things that it's it's got a solid that foundation on your decisions. You know, not every decision you make is going to work out, but if, if you have those parameters, you, you increase the odds of them all working out. So, so that's what we're trying to do uh, here in the, uh, with Derek and his staff. I, I think that's number one. Uh, you know, look at our strength and conditioning and make sure uh, we're modernized there. Like I mentioned, nutrition. Uh, I do think we need to, to, to put more resources in in how we recruit and the personnel maybe in our recruiting office. Uh, th- those are all kind of things that right away that, that you start looking at. So that uh, it's still we're going to have a nice building, but it's still going to be about the people that you put in the building. And, and we got to make sure that the people that we put in that building are, are, are the best that we can get. Middle Tennessee Athletic Director Chris Pizarro joins us. Uh, Chris, this past there's some talent on the football team for sure. This team last year went to the last five minutes with uh, the two conference, uh, Liberty and New Mexico State, who played for the conference championship. Liberty now playing at, at ranked number 22 in the country, took Missouri, a top 10 team, within the last five minutes. And so there's some talent there. And, and when Coach Mason met with Tuesday, Tuesday night before the announcement, 
with the current players. He had a one-time opportunity to make a great impression to his players, and uh, I, I know this. Sometimes you don't make the decision to stay because of that first deal, but you can certainly make the decision, i got to get out of here uh, after that first meeting. So uh, tell us how important that was and, and how you feel like it went. Yeah, I thought it went great, you know, and, and uh, I think you are right, Tim, that, you, you know, you only get one time to make that impression. And, you, you know, like this coaching staff, the – you know, that, that they've been criticized and maybe some unfairly at, at some point, but I don't think anybody can debate the fact of, that this team played hard to the very last snap yep. of the season, you know, and, and that to me is a sign that they, they bought into what this staff was doing and those kind of things. So that's what I've told all the candidates, that there there's a good culture here. These kids want to work, and, and I believe they want to win. Now, I think that we needed to do some tweaking to get us to, to, to win and uh, those kind of things. So I think a different kind of energy, a different kind of toughness. And it might be the same message, but from a different voice. You know, and, and sometimes that's all needed. And, and I think our players were very receptive to it. Uh, you know, the, 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 real, the real battles will be kind of in the, the, in the winter and spring. Uh, when things get tough or difficult for for individuals, you know, as they're fighting through change and and those kind of things to to say, you know to to not say well, Coach Stock never wanted to do it this way, or, right. you know, and, and those kind of comparisons because that's that's invalid anymore, you know, and and so we have to have that attitude that you know this is this is our direction. We need everybody going in in that one direction, and so. You know, it's human nature. Players will test Derek, but he's smart enough and seasoned enough that that he'll 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 pass all those tests. You know, and those kind of things. So, uh, I, I would expect by the end of spring ball, we'll have complete and total buy-in, and it'll be and it'll be a really great summer and, and those kind of things because culture is really important to him and the staff. And I think he's got a good foundation to start with, and now it's just a matter of building upon that foundation. Well, retaining players is important. Uh, I'm sure he spoke with uh, the coaches on staff to see if any of those would be interested and in, he would want them to stay. But uh, building a coaching staff has is, is got to be job one at the beginning, but uh, recruiting that so the kids will have an opportunity to know who they're going to be playing for. So how's that going? Yeah, and I think it's great that, uh, you know, we, we've got four that, he, that are, are here right now and, and – uh, we've got a big recruiting weekend, Tim. I think we've got like 25 prospects in mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, and you know, signing dates next Wednesday. So he's he's hoping to sign uh, se- several kids. I mean, more than 10. So uh, you know, and, and so uh, we want to take advantage of that early signing period. And so that that staff's been working really hard. Uh, kind of blending with some of the guys on the old staff and this new staff and and putting together a great recruiting weekend for, for these 25, 26 prospects uh, so so that they can become Blue Raiders. So, so that's important. Uh, so he's got several irons in the fire, um, you know, and, and hiring staffs, one of them. I think that what you'll see is that He's got some of the guys that he's really comfortable with right now initially to help him through these next couple of weeks, and then kind of we'll start just hiring more through the end of December and, and into January and build out that staff kind of how he, he wants it to be. And I know a lot of people are curious about the offensive coordinator, and I, I think that he wants to take his time with that particular position, recognizing how important that is to – to him and our program just to make sure we get the, the right person in here that can deliver us uh, the best uh, the best coaching performance that we, we can have in, in that area. So um, so, so that's, kind of, that's his strategy right now, and, and I think it's a good one. And um, we're going to take advantage of, uh, of this early signing period. We're going to take advantage of the dead period that occurs kind of around the coaches convention in early January to help build some things here and and then move from there you know when that calendar hits 24 it's a whole new year and let's go 
it's important to recruit the players here, the, the new freshmen coming in, but the portal has changed the, the scope of everything in, in college sports. To, and I'm sure that's a, an area that he needs to work and, and work uh, well. And, and frankly, the opportunity to build a program is, is, uh, is there to build it very much quicker because of the portal. Yeah, and the portal really kind of, it adds a third dimension to recruiting, you, you know, and, and so you need to be aware of it. Uh, it's still kind of a zero-sum game that everybody can just have 85 scholarships. So if more people are active in the portal, then that might lend itself more opportunities to junior college and to high schools. Or if people are feel like the the uh, the transfer portal is a little over recruited, uh, that then you know maybe they're paying more attention to JUCO. So. Part of the strategy is to, to go where the best players are, obviously. Uh, that's Captain Obvious statement, but it's not just necessarily in the portal. The portal impacts those other two. And so we be, need to be cognizant of that. And and the ideal situation is where, you, you know, you recruit the portal to, to for particular needs. You know, if you need a season backup quarterback, if you need a, a – veteran wide receiver or one offensive lineman, you know, and then the the junior colleges can kind of do that. And then obviously your high school guys can be kind of the guys that you want to develop and groom inside your program. So, so uh, I, I think this coaching staff's philosophy is you'll see a blend of all three of those. And that's where we need to be, you know, in the portal, we're going to lose people in the portal. But what we want to have in this modern-day world is at the end of the year, we, we had a net gain out of the portal. Sure. We may use, lose an all-conference player, and this is regardless of sport. But what we want to do is be able to say, okay, so we lost an all-star and we lost a guy that, that's maybe struggling for minutes, So let's, uh, but maybe we sign three that are better than the two that we had kind of thing. So we have a net win on that. So we, we need to be – we need to be very careful about that and deliberate and make sure that each year that, that we we win the portal game. That's just as important as winning the JUCO game. That's just as important as winning the freshman game. You know, so so uh, at the end of the year, we need to look at the net on that. Chris, in the two minutes we've got left, let's hit a couple stories that uh, may be flown under the radar a little bit because of the football situation, but one is the academic Graduation rate for the university's athletic program uh, comes across as at the, near the top of the list in the country, not just in the Conference USA. And, of course, the, the, the battle last Wednesday night, Middle Tennessee and the Lady Vols, a huge win there for Rick Ensel and his ball club. Uh, address both those just a little bit. Yeah, and I, I mean, the, uh, like Coach Stott did a phenomenal job in graduating our football players, and that track record, that track record shows so – so those graduation success rates, uh, a large tip of the hat goes to him and his football staff and then to all of our coaches because that's important to us and, you know, is that those those rates are high. So our coaches do a great job. They work with our academic people and, and across the university, so it's a great collaborative effort. But it really starts with the coaches. And then you can't say enough about our women's basketball program and and the event that we had in Huntsville that uh, we wanted to play down there to give us a, a great feeling for the building. Uh, for So when we go down there in those three games in March are the most important games we'll play both on the men and women's side. So it was important for us to go down and take a look at the arena and Nick McDevitt went down there, even though the men didn't play, just to get a feel what the basketball configuration looks like there. So any advantage that we can create for ourselves in March is at Paramount. And then the other outcome is obviously to beat Tennessee uh, there that, so that now our girls will have a high degree of confidence in there. Our guys have seen it as well. So I think as a department that we have nothing but good feelings about that building and can't wait to go back. And, and that's really important. But that's such a signature win for us and women's uh, in women's basketball, and I tip my hat to Tennessee for, for that four-game series. That's the first of four games. Uh, it was a great game. The first time we've beaten Tennessee ever in, in women's basketball, 
so it's a signature win for our program and hopefully a springboard of even greater things to come. So uh, that was a great night, Tim. We had so many Blue Raiders there. We we outdid them three to one at least, maybe even four to one in terms of fans there. And, and so it was – we turned Huntsville blue, and those fans helped us carry on to a victory. And, and it was just a fantastic night, and it was the same day we hired Derek Mason. So I hope 10 years from now we'll look back on that particular date and go, what a great day that was. The, the, we hired the greatest football coach in the history of the school, and then also that was the time, the first day that we, first time that our women beat Tennessee, and so it was, a, it was a, such a great day. Chris Massaro, appreciate it so much. I know you're a busy man. I'll get you turn you loose and let you get back to work. But appreciate the time always. Thanks, Tim. Take care and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Same to you, Chris. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, and I hope they're excited about our football program as well. All right. Thanks so much. All right, take care. All right, we're going to take our last break. We're going to come back and wrap things up on All Sports Talk right after this. It's Commander Chuck, and it's my goal to get you to and from work each weekday around the congestion and all the accidents. Listen for my traffic reports every weekday morning and afternoon here on News Radio WGNS and see real-time traffic information at ontimetraffic.net. Good afternoon. It remains pretty heavy on the South Loop, the West Loop. Watch it build even more now on 65 down into Brentwood, Franklin, down through Williamson County. I know it's still taking some getting used to with several streets and roads that remain closed and blocked off from the tornado damage in Madison, Hendersonville, up through parts of Sumner County. It's busy now, but it's moving I-40 East out past the airport on into Wilson County. 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee called Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. Check them out online at Tomahawk Crane. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at Sir Pizza. Join the team at Murfreesboro's favorite pizza restaurant. Sir Pizza is now hiring at all three locations. Come by and be part of the team at Sir Pizza. You've seen the ads out there. Companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. My many thanks to Chris Harris, Athletic Director for the Rutherford County School System, for his insight on that and, and the look back at uh, in basketball history. Chris is one of the great players at Middle Tennessee basketball. Uh, and their win over Kentucky. And, of course, Chris Massaro, athletic director at Middle Tennessee, has had a busy two weeks uh, in, in many, many ways. Uh, new coach Derek Mason is on the job. We're going to try to keep up with that as much as we can. We hope to get him on as soon as we can. But, uh, frankly, he's got lots of things to do. And, and talking on the radio with us has not, not gotten to that point yet. But we'll get there as soon as we can with that. Many thanks to Chris and Chris and to you for listening. That's going to wrap things up for today for All Sports Talk. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm Agents Andy Warmick, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Record with RAI Advisors, Fat Willie Sports Bar, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Rayburn Insurance in Smyrna.